is a great time to evaluate where you sat as far as life goes. You can go, do I really love doing martial arts? Do I love teaching? Do I love turning up and doing all of this? Here's the perfect opportunity for some, for like for some people in the world to go, you know what, I'm going to actually jump out of this because it's not actually something I enjoy doing anymore. But for me, it actually made me assess the other way and go, I love this so much. I've got to keep this going. I will turn over every rock to find a way to make this keep happening. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of MartialArtsMedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. Hey everyone, this is George Fourie from martialartsmedia.com and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. So, I have with me today uh, someone that I speak to quite regularly within our partners program, uh, great martial artist, great school owner, Brett Fenton from Red Dragon Martial Arts. How are you doing today, Brett? I'm awesome, George. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thank you. And um, so a little bit of an insight. This is round two, but round one. <laughs> so Correct. We, actually, we actually did a podcast, well, it, it would be good six months ago. Ooh, yeah, good, good six months ago. And uh, I had my laptop stolen unfortunately, and there were two files that did not upload into the cloud, and one of them was Brett's podcast. So it's been a long time in the making, lots of change in the world, but here we are. <laughs> Absolutely, it'll be a big different environment now. Exactly, so we can chat a bit about that, um, but first up, just for anyone who doesn't know who you are, just give us a bit of a roundup, um, who you are, what you do, and a bit of your background. Absolutely. Thanks, George. Um, lifetime martial artist. I've been training since I was a kid. Jumped around different styles depending on which family member taught it to me or friend. Um, didn't have a lot of money as a kid, so um, I latched on to anyone that, learnt, that knew any martial arts um, and uh, basically got it for free as a kid. Moved to Brisbane in the late 80s and basically started training with my still Sifu Tom Lowe for the last 30 years. Um, uh, trained with him in Wing Chun. Jiao Ga Kung Fu, uh, Wu style Tai Chi, funnily enough, because he thought I was an angry young teenager that needed some calming down, so he taught me that. Uh, later on, taught me lion, traditional lion and dragon dancing. So I did all the whole Chinese culture, immersed myself in their culture for a very long time, lived over near Sunnybank for a long time as well. Then obviously went down the route of when the UFC came out, MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with John Will trained and traveled overseas a lot started with the extreme martial arts in the mid mid to late 90s um and 2000s and um started bringing that out probably late 2000s started teaching that and carly illustrimo with ray floro so I've just basically just gone on this journey of trying to find the very best martial arts to suit me and funnily enough along the way a lot of other people that i've taught have gone that's cool i want to learn it and so now we have over 400 students. We run nearly 100 classes a week, full-time facility with multiple rooms. So 
but we started in 97 in a community hall. So we've done the usual kind of thing for most professional martial arts instructors, uh, community hall to full-time school over about 23 years. And that's pretty much my story. So um, that's all I keep doing today. Perfect. So you were mentioning you were on the search for the perfect martial arts for you. Now, knowing working with you, you um, from my perspective, you, you're a guy that sort of, you just jump in head on into different directions and you're pretty quick to take action, but also get get in front of, you know, what what is going on with whatever you take on. So for you that you've done all these styles and done all these different things, what's what sort of the, the martial arts that resonates with you the most then? I, I get asked that question quite a lot, especially by my students, yeah, which is my favorite? They always go, oh, Sifu, what's your favorite style? I go, it's like asking which is your favorite child. Depends on the day and the time. So it um, depends <laughs> on which one's upsetting you the most. Um, like, again, like I still train. I love my I love my kung fu because I grew up in the Bruce Lee era. So for me, it's still a big part of who I am. Uh, but I also love the nuances and the complexities of um, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I find I just like only just watching UFC yesterday and just watching two high-level jiu-jitsu guys in a cage, like throwing crazy control like twisters and stuff in an in an octagon, and that was like exciting. So I still find that exciting. Um, I love hanging out and chatting with my coaches like John Will. He's like he's a wealth of knowledge that I love to just chat to all the time. And so just that kind of stuff is really exciting. I love blades i had my first knife when i was six years old so um and i've got a collection probably not as good as ray flores collection but i have a pretty good collection of knives that i've got given to me over the years by students or family and friends so i've always loved uh any kind of bladed weapon so yeah at the end of the day um i'm fully immersed in it i gave up being a top level sportsman in tennis cricket um volleyball um to just pursue martial arts um and that was hard as a like a 20 to 22 year old. I could have gone down that route. Um, martial arts was just such a such a pull for me that um, I went. I prefer myself as far as the martial arts goes. Preferred myself as a person when I was doing martial arts than I did as an athlete um, in other start like other sports and stuff. So I went down that road fairly early on as a young adult male, um, and uh, it's paid off because this is all I do for a living now. Gotcha. So quick uh, backstory on how you transitioned to where you are at with your school and everything. And then we can we can take on a bit more of a conversation just on current matters, the current climate, and how you're navigating through that. So what was the you, – you stepped into martial arts. What was the transition for you going going into school owner? You mentioned from the school hall, et cetera. Um, but yeah. yeah, elaborate a bit more on that. Yep, no worries. So – uh, started with my, my CFU at the moment uh, in 1989, started doing Wing Chun, then later on, about a year or so later, Jiao Ga Kung Fu and then the Tai Chi. Early on, he probably recognized that I had a passion for passing on knowledge. I probably did it just organically with my classmates. Um, like when I saw someone having an issue with learning something, I would always go over and help them. And so it was very early on that I found myself up the front doing the warm-ups uh, probably within a year or so. And then after that, running small groups classes. And we actually had a very big martial arts school for the time back in the early 90s. Ten schools, like all satellite schools around Brisbane, running one or two nights a week in community halls with hundreds of students. And so for me, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I would literally drive from one school. I'd finish teaching. Um, this is like probably 1992. I would finish teaching at our Intrapilly headquarters 
at uh, 7.30 or whatever, and then I'd drive into the city, the YMCA in the city, and teach a class there at 8.30, finish at 9.30, and then probably head out to Gingerly All Sports and do a weight session. And so for me, six, seven days a week of martial arts training and weight training and fitness training was not was normal. I didn't think of it as anything special. I was just completely wrapped up in the whole thing. So um, that led me to running my own school in 94, like one of his branches, was quite successful at that. Then I moved up towards the Sunshine Coast and opened up my school in 1997, and we've been running that one ever since. It obviously has evolved and grown since then. Gotcha. Okay, so quite a story. Now, I mean, things have dramatically changed. Obviously, talking, depending on when you listen to this podcast, but I think it's important to just address the current situation of where things are at because I think anyone in the world has never faced anything like now. And some people have obviously, you know, really felt the pressure and also not, you know, kind of went into freeze mode and didn't take any action. And others have really sort of embraced the change as much as possible, you know, to really get through this this pandemic that, that we're facing right now. So uh, walk me through just how, how's it been for you and what have you done to, to navigate through this? Uh, absolutely. Thanks, George. Um, one of the biggest things I think was that I noticed is a great time to evaluate where you sat as far as life goes. You can go, do I really love doing martial arts? Do I love teaching? Do I love turning up and doing all of this? Here's the perfect opportunity for some, for, like, for some people in the world to go, you know what, I'm going to actually jump out of this because it's not actually something I enjoy doing anymore. But for me, it actually made me assess the other way and go, I love this so much. I've got to keep this going. I will turn over every rock to find a way to make this keep happening. We started like on March 23rd, uh, we were given information, which was a week ahead of what I thought the schedule was going to be, of when we were going to be told to basically close down um, physical training. So I know that I was chatting with you leading up to that, saying we're going to set up Zoom classes, and we'd already uh, were thinking that way. Um, and we, overnight it happened. And so within 24 hours, I had to go from being on this side of the camera where I would sit and have obviously conversations with you and our partners, and I was the uh, the person watching. I was being the viewer most of the time to actually steering the ship on the other side of Zoom. And um, so 24 hours of educating myself on how Zoom worked, creating like breakout rooms and doing all of that. And we were up and running the very next night with our full Zoom classes, with everything still running, same timetable. Um, and yeah, for me, I reveled in that excitement. Like I, I like being challenged. I like being out of my comfort zone. I sometimes get stressed out by doing it. And I know that meditating is good for that. And I do do that every day, but I get excited when there's, when it's kind of like ice skating. Um, I found that very exciting and challenging, um, stressful, but exciting. So for me, I was all up for that. I, and I still am like, I'm always thinking ahead a week or two ahead going, all right, this is what we're <coughs> going to do over the next couple of weeks. And I'm already planning, it goes into my calendar. These are the things I need to do. And I know that you see on a Monday when you ask every single Monday and partners, uh, what's your plans for the week? I already know what it is, so I just type it straight in. So I already know what my plan is for the week. So um, and I go ahead and execute, and that's just what I do. Yeah, personally, I think entrepreneurs were made for this. I mean, you yeah. know, that's what we do, right? We we solve problems. And interesting that you mentioned, you know, where a lot of people jump ship. Maybe it was the just the easy way out. I think it also um, it really 
like you were saying, it really it really makes you think deeper. Like, am I is this what I really want? And I think that's where you know if people have been following a niche or you know been trying mm. to make money in an industry or something, and you didn't have that gut check before you started, and you were just hoping to make financial gains, which is hey, it's obviously that's okay as well because that's what you know people do in business. But it's a good time to reevaluate and really sit back and think, okay, well, is this what I really want? And then how to go from that. Now, how do you say, see this playing out? I guess, you know, at the time of recording this, where you're at in Queensland, there's been some restrictions left. I know in Perth, we can, um, there's already gyms of training outside, uh, restriction of up to 10 people. That's moving over, I think, next week. So what's, what's the plans for you? Where do you see this evolving? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, like we've, we've got a week and then we go to having 10 people in an outdoor space. So we can do, I suppose, boot camps or outdoor classes. The biggest issue for us is that most of our classes are at night and it's winter. So um, once we hit five o'clock, it's going to be too dark to do classes. So in fairness to everyone that trains in our school, we can't fit everyone into their classes. Um, we'll get the three to six-year-olds done and then everyone else wouldn't be able to. So we're going to continue to run our Zoom classes, uh, but we're bringing our instructor team now into the school because up until now, we've only been allowed to have two people in a building. And when we run two floors, three instructors to a floor, it's a little bit hard to do that. So, But now we can do that. We have multiple cameras, uh, multiple laptops going, uh, multiple TVs going. So... And that'll allow us to use our breakout rooms to break everyone into uh, small classes. It'll actually be probably easier because they actually be able to verbally tell each other when they need to move people from one breakout room to another. At the moment, we'd be messaging each other. Can you move such and such over to me? I'm teaching them to do this. And um, and we, I have to sit there and pretty much just be a DJ. So it's my, my job's on Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes is I'm DJing the whole Zoom classes and I'm shuffling people around it's uh, it's a interesting time, and, and um, I saw in the US um, just the other day someone's because they've lifted restrictions now a little bit there, and they said, "What well, we're not doing Zoom gradings now. We're going, we're not doing our virtual grading. We're going to do them in person." And there was actually quite a bit of backlash about that because people aren't ready for such a, a quick change, and so it's we're going to keep our gradings going this weekend. We've got um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday scheduled for. 50 plus gradings they're all private one-on-one gradings that i'm doing and um because again we can't change people quickly like i know i can change quickly because obviously we've got that entrepreneurial kind of spirit thing going on Um, but for most people it's going to take a lead-in of a month to see any kind of changes and we have to plan that for them and slowly bring them up to the boil and so having them watch zoom classes while we're teaching back in the school starts to build that familiarity with the students to see the school again. They start getting excited about doing it. Uh, we started booking um, in our calendar, uh, Calendly um, bookings uh, started on Saturday. So straight away, as soon as that notice went through from our uh, premiere, I created uh, calendars for all of our classes to allow 10 people to come in from June. So June 12th, we are allowed to have 20 people in the building. And we're allowed, so that basically means 10 people in each room. And so we've done a booking for our entire timetable. And I literally on Saturday night watched my phone do 200 and something emails while people booked in for their classes. 
So they're excited and it gives them a month to get the get themselves sorted out. We've got to set up all of our um, stations for sanitary stations, our signage, all of that stuff. We've got to get our processes in place so that we are above and beyond the call of duty as far as um, what we implement when June 12th comes along. Um, we want to make sure that we're one of the, I suppose, the spearheads of that and we showcase um, how to do this the right way. So it's very important. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's there's so much that goes into it, right? Um, I mean, if you ever thought your process was in place, now your processes just change on a through every well after every premier announcement. It's new systems. Yeah. It's new things. You know, in, interesting things that I see. Um, I think where a lot of guys might find it challenging, where people just shut shop and thought that everything would go back to normal. Well, I don't know about you, but I I sincerely doubt Wonderful. that. And you were just mentioning that. I mean, there's been this whole behavior, people have adapted their behavior, you know, there was shock and there was fear and there was there was all this and, yep, things are going to slowly return back to normal, but what, what, what is that? Is that, hmm. does, does that mean 100% physical classes? Does that mean a bit of a hybrid and a balance of there's online and there's, there's physical and... How do you see this playing out? And then another thing that I want to really ask you is, is how are you managing with your team throughout this? Because I know you've got a large team and how you are how are you managing them and getting them to have this right mindset with all the changes? I know that's two yep. questions, but yeah. <laughs> that's okay. No worries. Um, so again, it's one of those things you've got to go slowly. Um, I think that we're lucky. We've been reasonably lucky in Australia that they've given us plenty of lead in time and they've planned this fairly well. There's no knee-jerk reactions, which is good um, because people don't react well to that. They don't, like, we saw when they released a little bit of the rope and allowed people to go shopping, it was literally Boxing Day sales every day for the last two weeks since they did that. So people have gone, they've been cooped up for so long, now they're exploding. So we're trying to make sure that we're very, we're over-communicating with all of our students to make sure that they understand that there is a limit of how many people can come in. And if you do not book in, you'll still be doing the online classes. Um, we're going to give them both. And my idea is to keep doing that even beyond like, like let's say six, 12 months to still be running that system because we have students that have like been on the spectrum, ADD, ADHD, autism, doesn't matter, Asperger's, where they don't like being around people but they love martial arts and they love the benefits of martial arts. And so they'll be able to still do it from home uh, with Zoom. The hardest part is to train the staff and the instructors to not just focus on the class, the physical class they're teaching and the physical students they're teaching, but also to focus on the ones that are up on the TV doing the Zoom class. And so like we've got massive TVs that are going up in each room where they'll be able to look up and just see who's up there training. And it's just about teaching them to not forget about them. They've had to undergo a very big learning curve and most of them aren't entrepreneurial. So some of them are, they, they do their own little side gigs as well. But to most, this is like overwhelming most of the time to them. So some of my team haven't been able to teach online classes because they don't like looking at themselves on a camera and they don't like being in that environment. And so basically we'd put them into hibernation. We keep contact with them, make sure they're okay. But um, I've already spoken to one and as soon as we can go back, we're gonna actually up, we're gonna start doing Sunday classes and we expect it to be quiet, 
So she's the perfect person for that because it'll introduce her back into normal classes and she'll just do the Saturday, Sunday classes and give her a, a, a role back in the in the school without putting her under too much pressure. So, and again, it's we treat the, most of our instructors are all students. They've all gone through from white belt to black belt. They're homegrown. And so we treat them still like they're students as far as the way we, we kind of um, bring them into new uh, situations like we're experiencing at the moment. But slowly does it is, I think, the key. Cool. So was there a situation that you actually navigated someone through that? Because that obviously brings up a lot of some beliefs and, you know, um, guest blocks for people where they, hang on, I just, I, I don't feel comfortable being in front of a camera. Um, you know, for some people, they, they might just be that introverted personality and they're just never mm. going to be that. And, you know, that's, you know, we're all different. That's all good. But was there, was there a situation that you actually managed to navigate someone past that and, and just say, hey, look, well, kind of just like having a conversation it's not a hollywood show you know it's like you're doing a normal class but you've just got this screen in front of you did you manage to navigate past that or was there anybody in your staff that they were struggling with that but you managed to push them past that that point well we've had obviously with our, our team they've gone through a gamut of emotions um for a lot of them their first biggest worry was um of, i'm gonna lose my job so a lot of our instructors not just work for me, they work for other businesses. And um, on that day, the other ones shut them down. They basically went, no, we can't keep going. Um, I kept going. Even though we were like they were teaching from their, their their living rooms or their bedrooms or their garages, they kept going. I kept paying them for their, for their, their classes. Um, and I tried to maintain as much normality for them and, and reassure them that we will get through this looking to the future and saying that when we get through this, we're not going to change what we do now. This is just a different version of what we do. And so 90% of our teams were teaching through through this. And one actually pre- seemed to prefer it because um, the whole uh, social distancing was doing her head in trying to stop children from touching each other and it just frustrated her. As soon as it went to the virtual environment, she didn't have to worry about that. That was not a problem and an anxiety she had to experience oh, cool. anymore. So, so, so that actually was like she was happy when when it happened. Um, so she's going to have to uh, prepare for the other side now as we come back in, and whether that means that she still teaches from home via the Zoom and she does all the Zoom kids, that's fine. Like, and we have that that ability to have them teaching if they're not happy to be in here and be around students because they're worried about it. Um, they can still be able to teach because we'll still have students at home doing Zoom. And so they'll be able to take care of the Zoom students. And um, so, again, I think it's about being flexible. It's about being able to, like, uh, ebb and flow with the times. And I think um, one of the things that uh, I think everyone probably, in the particularly in the business world now, will quantify is that small businesses um, have been uh, had an advantage because we've been able to like chop and change and change directions quickly with the times, with whatever whatever we were given, we could change and adapt. Whereas a lot of the big businesses fell over because they had certain systems and procedures. They end up having to just like like cull their staff, and and that's why so many people are out of work. And and it's from the big businesses, which I know, like in an Australia kind of mindset, is they are always considered safe. Like go work for a for a blue chip company, or a big business. We wouldn't want to work for Virgin at the moment. Like you wouldn't want to work for a lot of those big companies because 
they couldn't adapt. They're just too big. They're like the Titanic. Whereas a lot of small businesses, we could zig and zag and, and, not, and not feel that pain as much and also be able to connect with our staff and our team to make sure that they're feeling okay and, and navigate them through this um, minefield of emotions and, and turmoil that they could be experiencing. So, but um, I think we've done really well. Like I'm proud of my team. They've, they've handled it really well. So, and uh, we're preparing now to go back into semi-normal classes and then in another month's time after that, so July, it should be mostly like we were before we went into lockdown, 100 to a building, like just mostly social distancing. But I think this will play out till the end of the year. I think by Christmas we might be able to actually be able to high-five and hug some people. Yeah. I mean, hats off to you because I know you've just been onto it and, you know, every day we chat, you've, you've implemented this and you've jumped into a new direction, implemented new strategies and, and really taken it on. What are you excited about coming in the next – I know – Excitements for a lot of people is like when I when I ask that they're like is fear. What's what does that word mean? But yeah. I mean, if you really if you really you know put the opportunity hat on and really look at it, okay, things have changed, things have shifted. Like, what are you excited about in the next coming weeks? Uh, well, again, um, I've tried to maintain. I actually turned one of my students who wanted to do a uh, in person grading. And I say, they, they don't want to do a Zoom one. It's not like a real grading. And I said, well, no, it's not the same as a not like an in-person grading. It's different. It could actually potentially be better because you're doing it one-on-one. Now, it's going to be a different feel. We may never get to do this again. This may be the only time in history where we do every single person in the school is a Zoom grading. So, like, and that's that's the truth. Like, it's basically may never happen again. So for me, that's exciting. I'm, I'm pulled out all stops to make this grading the most spectacular grading that they'll ever experience virtually because it may never happen again. So I'm excited to do that. Like literally from this Thursday, we're uh, Monday today. So from Thursday, from 7 a.m. till about 7 p.m., Monday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I am doing our grading every 30 minutes. And I know how exhausting that's going to be, but I also find that exciting and I'm a big fan, like, of, I'm a, what do you call a podcast um, savant. I just, like, I just go and listen to podcasts uh, 24-7. It's my favorite thing. I don't listen to radio, but that's what I listen to. And it used to be used to be tapes in my car. Then it was CDs. Now it's podcasts. And so always been a big fan of Tony Robbins. Lucky enough to have done some training with him, done UPW and, and a few other things with him. And um, one of the things that he's, he always talks about is – to, to the professionals, like the professional athlete or a professional entrepreneur, when they when they see something that could be scary, fearful, they look at the same thing and they look at it as excitement because your body goes through exactly the same chemicals, endorphins, okay, the adrenaline. It's exactly the same thing as fear. Like when if you looked at um, looked at it side by side, okay, anyone that's ever fought in the ring or uh, competed in a jiu-jitsu tournament or done MMA or just been up in front of someone to do a grading, you've got two options. Fear, which is, oh, I'm going to stuff this up or I'm going to get hurt or I'm going to, I'm no good at this, to exciting, oh, I can't wait, this is so cool. The exactly the same experience, it's the outcome that's different. And so for most martial artists, I think most should have done pretty well through this if they've got that kind of background. They would have gone, wow, this is exciting. They, they, this is just like another competition. This is another chance to to show my skill, like to really challenge myself. Because I think if any industry was really prepared for this, 
it'd be the martial arts industry because that's what we do. We are art that like we live for the challenge. That's all we like. That's what makes us different. Like most normal people can't understand martial artists. They look at it and go, so you enjoy like punching each other and checking each other out. And <laughs> really, it's like that's not normal behavior. And so that's kind of set us, I think, apart from everybody else in the world who's freaking out and putting their head um, under the doona, as, as, as ScoMo likes to say. So, um, yeah, and I think we're, we're well prepared for that. And for me, I'm excited to do four, like literally I'll be doing a 65, 70-hour week this week and 60 of those hours is in four days. So it's like, it's insane, but I'm, I'm up for that. I love that stuff. Yeah, cool. So if you don't mind, before we finish up, and I think this would be really valuable for other school owners, can you walk us through... What are you actually doing with your virtual grading? How's the day going to plan out? What have you done prior? And how's the whole process going to roll out? Yep. So similar setup to what we would normally do with the grading. And the and here's another thing that's the one of the things that I'm looking at that's positive coming out of the COVID-19 thing is that we now have some new systems that we never had before. So everyone's everyone that ever wanted to have their curriculums online and available to their students and were struggling with like getting like whether it's IT departments of your website, website developers to to actually pull the trigger and do it, they all jumped to it the night this happened. Like they all that within two days you had all of the ability to do this. And so that was a benefit. Being able to schedule all of our gradings on Calendly. Like I know I can just look at my calendar now and it is literally 200 plus appointments long. It's just like this big list, but I know who's next. And it, and, and my Zoom, uh, all our Zoom gradings, they all have their own unique code. All I have to do is click on their, their next, I click and it brings me to the next Zoom invitation and I'm ready to grade them on my laptop right here while I'm like right what I am now. This is exactly where I'll be. Thursday through to Sunday, um, I will shift from one room to the other depending on the grading. And basically, one of the other things I'm doing that's pretty cool is we've made it, we've over over delivered, which I think is really important. So every student normally only gets a certificate and a belt. This time they're getting a backpack with a certificate, their belt, a bumper sticker, uh, and a gift. So there's probably $200 worth of value in there for a $50 grading. So they're going to see that. Um, we're also developing a virtual certificate that pops up on their screen saying, congratulations, you've passed your virtual grading and that'll be branded, but it will look really space agey kind of like very new looking sparkly kind of, I don't know, I'm letting the design team do that at our, at, our, um, at our printers to do that. So he's designing that this week and everyone's coming in to pick up their backpacks. So every 15 minutes, they're picking up a backpack. We're videoing the whole process and we're going to do a video at the end where it basically just like crunches it into a little probably three-minute bed up version. Like what do they call those videos? Time um, lapse. Time lapse, that's it. Yeah, we're going to do a time lapse video So um, from the four days to show it with a, with a soundtrack behind it. So that's uh, something cool. I'm also photographing uh, myself this Wednesday in front of all the logos so in front of the school, like, so we're basically here with all the different uniforms that I wear for all the different styles. So we've got seven different martial arts styles in the school. Um, so I'm going to be basically getting changed, doing a new photo with a plain background, uh, with this background, sorry. And then every single student, when they grade, there's going to be a list inside their backpack of all the things they have to do. So they have to take a photo of themselves with their new belt on, their new certificate with a plain background. So like white, yellow as long as it's not dark, so a nice clear background, 
then send the video, send the photo to me. I'll then superimpose that into the photo next to me on the wall back and then post that onto our Facebook page. And so it will be like they were there. So we're just going to make this virtual because, again, it's a virtual grading. So we can use Photoshop and make it look cool um, in a virtual world. Like So, you know, everyone's been loving the, the Zoom backgrounds that create their own. I've got a few that I, I used the Matrix Dojo in one of my one of my classes one day. Everyone over the age of 30 thought that was cool. Everyone else was going, oh, that's a nice What's dojo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had no idea what it was. But, um, yeah, and, and again, it's about building hype and excitement around something that they may never, ever experience ever again. And one of the things I've been talking to the parents is that uh, a lot of people under the age of 25 have never, ever, ever experienced any kind of thing like this, where like any kind of hardship. They've pretty been pretty cruisy for the last 25 years as far as the, the world economy and the way the world's gone, no big wars. It's been pretty good. Okay, since 9-11, it's been pretty cruisy. So this is really something that's bonded the whole world together and experience that everyone's gone through. So let's make something out of it. Let's let's come out of it and say, what did I get out of doing that? Did I get better at my relationships? Did I get better at learning new tools and skills? Or did I just watch Netflix for 12 hours a day? <laughs> so, so, like, what did you do with it? And so it'll be an interesting, um, next year will be an interesting year to see what tools do people get and where do they take those tools. Like for us, I want to go VR. I want to put VR goggles on students in the home environment so they're part of this class that we run here. So if this leads us down the road to that, then I'm happy because I was already thinking about it two years ago as adding it to my already system. So um, I'm a big fan of Gary Vanderchuk and I've um, spent some time with him and he's like keen to get VR up and running. So I'm like, cool, I'll, um, I'll look into that at some stage. So watch this yeah. space. Totally agree with you, and, and and that's the thing. If anybody thinks this is a phase, no, nope, it's just it's just the stepping stone because it's it's brought this. Um, it's it's funny, you know. Um, I've been doing these Zoom webinars uh, about three to five a week uh, for a long time, and um, mm. inviting anyone to a Zoom meeting was always a, a weird thing. Uh, this Sunday, my two-year-old daughter, we're having a Zoom party because that's all yep. we can do, right? But um, it's brought a lot of these technology things. It's just accelerated uh, the normality of it. And people are just really, you know, it's had to step into it. So it was that or nothing. And now that everybody's so accustomed to it, it's definitely not going away. This is leading to the next thing. And if you think of, um, I had a chat with someone about virtual reality the other day, and she was showing me what they were doing in the, in the mining, automated mining industry. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. This, this makes sense. You know, it's taking objects and putting it in the lounge and you can walk around it. It's um, it's like a whole new experience. Now, yep, martial arts, it's never going to go away, the physicality of it. But I think the learning experience is definitely going to enhance in ways that we can't even comprehend right now. So, yep, yep for all those thinking that we're just going back to normal, I'd, uh, I'd really look at, at that perspective and really think of, okay, well, how are things going to be different from here on? And how are we going to embrace this? So, yeah, there's, there's so much good that's come from it. Yep, there's been a lot of hardship, you know, and there's a lot of industries that are wiped out. There's a lot of things that, you know, by no means is okay. But um, then there are the things that are okay. You know, I, I see people are friendlier. You know, when people see, mm. you know, a lot of people are more uh, just friendly on greetings. Um, 
my teenage son that used to just skate, he's spent a lot more time at home. It's That's been really good for us. Um, he's been doing a lot of work around the house, which has wow. been interesting for a 13-year-old boy to be repainting the door and, and doing things for wow. money. I mean, those are little things, right? But just, I, I think I think there's just so much benefit to what's happened. And um, mm. it's good to just sit back and reflect and, and think of, right, how am I going to play my part in this next, chap- next chapter moving forward? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that humans have always been like, on, like very good at um, like adapting to situations and then thriving in it. And so, like I'm sure back when like Henry Ford was designing the first like motor vehicle, everyone was like, oh, "That'll never exist." Like, like, like planes didn't exist, and it was just computers. Like we think back to when I was a kid, like when I was six years old. Not only did a computer not exist, the thought of one didn't exist. So, and how fast technology has come in a very short period, what's the next 10 to 20 years look like in this space? So, and I think, yeah, you've got to be open-minded enough to go, okay, I'm, I'm going to adapt to whatever comes that way and I'll try it. And um, I think that, again, as martial artists, we've, we're, we're usually pretty good at failing forward. Um, so we were adept at like learning to fail and then get back up and go again. And so the last two to three months has been all about failing and, and learning, failing and learning. I had to reschedule my entire Zoom calendar because uh, I did a Zoom code for every single class. And that meant I got messages and notifications every day for every single class that came up. And it was just so I just went, no, we have one place where we all go and then we'll go into breakout rooms and that took me about a week to recall to realize that that was not a great idea so yeah but you learn that's what it's all about yeah that's it um a simple thing that i did was actually just purchase one domain name and had one meeting link and uh, because Mm. i just i just got sick of going back and forth what was the meeting number what was the id so just create one link one domain name forward it there automatic if anybody wants to meet you just give them the domain name and now you've just got back-to-back meetings however yep. they set up. Exactly, yeah. I learned that really quickly. And um, <laughs> uh, again, love learning. So it's been fun. Challenging, awesome. but fun. That's it. Hey, Brett, well, thanks for being on the second time and us actually nailing it this time. Perfect. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks. It's always good to chat to you because you're always, you're always on top of what's happening and you're always quick to implement and, and do things. If anybody wants to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, our website from reddragon.com.au. Just easy enough. Like Facebook messages are the easiest one these days, I think. So just look me up on Facebook. It's pretty easy to find people these days. Um, and, uh, yeah, just give me a shout-out if you need any information, want any help in any direction. Um, I do a lot of mentoring for school owners, uh, like the smaller schools that – want to try and go whether they go full-time or they're having troubles with staff and how to train up instructors. I do a lot of work on that. So I'm always available. Um, just hit me up and, uh, yeah, my only thing would be, George, make sure you upload this one to the cloud right after we finish. <laughs> I was thinking that just when you were saying that, just when I was giving props about how cool this episode was, I was thinking, well, hey, I'm going to make sure this one uploads to Google Drive now. Absolutely, absolutely. Because as we've spoken in the past, I, I don't do retakes. So the next time we interview, it'll be different again. You could redo this one straight after; it'll be different again. Um, yeah, I'm cool. not good at not good at sticking to scripts. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks so much for being on, Brett. 
And, My uh, pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. All right. See you guys. Bye. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group and in there I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community and an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group. So martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P. There's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group. That will take you straight there. Uh, Request to join and I will accept your invitation. Thanks. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.